It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of had trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelming. Debbie, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's so nice to see you again. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Really well, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you decided to come to Ellicinia? Absolutely. So I have suffered from depression all my life, and I have been on every antidepressant. And I initially had heard about something called TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation. And I read about it because Stanford was doing it. And and I live in LA, and so I contacted UCLA, and I got into that program. And I went through it. It was two months. And the way I describe depression is I've always had a dark cloud over my head. And every once in a while, the sun would peek through, but then it would close up. That was my life. And TMS took that away. It took away that cloud. But after it took it away, I felt lost. I kind of felt lost. And my psychiatrist, one of the psychiatrists at UCLA, is studying psychedelics. And I talked to him after that, that I really wanted to do a psychedelic um, experience. And I was going to do a different one. And he told me to do psilocybin. And so I researched and researched. And, you know, I found one place that was kind of hoity-toity and it had a lot of famous people, you know, saying all this stuff about it. But I I didn't want to go into that environment of having to put myself in some kind of, I'm already a perfectionist and I didn't want to put myself in that. And I, to be honest with you, I can't remember how I found, I, mean, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, Elswania. And I found Jessica and I, I talked to her on the phone and the thing I loved about her is she's, She's not this touchy-feely, you know, kind of person. She's a very, she's very matter-of-fact. She explained it to me. I don't know. There's just something about her that made me feel really comfortable about coming to the retreat. And so I decided to, to take this journey. Amazing. I really appreciate Jessica, too, because of that matter-of-fact, direct way. And it is really refreshing. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So you decided to come because you were really feeling a little bit lost after you had that cloud lifted. So did you have any other intentions or was there another thing that you were looking for? Because it seems like you were really clear about knowing that you needed something to help you recreate your direction. Absolutely. I don't know how much I can go into my background now, but I grew up with a Korean mother who grew up in the Japanese occupation and the Korean War and she grew up in a very well-to-do family. All my cousins are Ivy League doctors or lawyers. And I grew up with this 
pressure. But on top of that, my mother was always very critical. She had four daughters. And my sisters and I were extremely talented in our own ways. Uh, my twin is a genius, and I was a very talented dancer. But my mother was very critical of everything that we did. And I grew up with this voice of criticism and also being a perfectionist. My mother was a perfectionist, whether it was her parents or our house. So I grew up in this environment, and I constantly had a little voice in my head that was criticizing me or comparing me to other people and thinking I wasn't good enough, all of that. And even though the cloud went away, I still felt I was happier, but I still felt this pressure to be something I'm not. And I wanted to come there to kind of strip all that away. I, I guess that's kind of the reason I really, I knew there was something else I needed and that's the reason I wanted to do this. And I had talked to other people who had done psychedelic retreats and stuff like that. I have a very good friend of mine who did 12 of them. And he just told me how it changed his life. And so I, I just knew that that was the next step for me. Amazing. I'm so glad I asked that question. That's, so there was definitely that call and that voice that you knew that you were ready to let go. So did you book it alone as a single woman in, in the tent alone? I did. I booked it alone. I wanted this to, you know, it's funny. The other thing about me is I'm a workaholic and I never treat myself to anything. I don't believe I deserve it kind of thing. And just one day I booked it. I booked my flight and it just felt so good to do that. I know that sounds weird, but, but it was something I was giving myself. And so, yeah, I came alone. I wanted it to be my experience. I didn't want to do it with anybody else. And be honest with you, I didn't even really tell very many people that I was doing this, not because I was ashamed or anything like that. I guess it, I just wanted it to be my experience. So amazing. So upon your arrival and settling in Elucidia, how were you feeling? Were you starting to feel like, okay, this is great? Or, or were you still feeling starting then to have some reservations? Not, I didn't have a reservation from the get go. Once I booked my flight, I remember being in the lobby waiting for, you know, the gentlemen's to come and pick us up. And I was looking around in the lobby wondering who else was on the trip. And I connected with a couple people and I was excited from the get-go. And just getting to the retreat, it, it's such a beautiful place. I loved how intimate it was. I just really felt good. I knew I felt good about it from, from the beginning. And so even on Macrodose, the morning of Macrodose Day, you're sitting around the circle and just still feeling ready. You know, I'll tell you that that day was, I don't know if you remember, but I walked out with full makeup on with this long flowy, I don't know if you remember, flowy little dress. And I sat around that circle being the person that I always have been, you know, and after we did all our meditation and our breathing, I went back to the room. I changed my clothes into something more comfortable. I just knew what I was doing to myself was wrong for the experience. I didn't have any reservations. Everything was done in such a well-planned way, you know, from taking that anti-nausea medicine to doing that special tea and all the breath work. And as soon as I did the tea... I walked away. I remember going to sit on a couch over by the edge of the property and 
It was the most magical experience. I sat on the couch looking out and I just, I saw the trees swaying and dancing. And one of the trees was a musician playing, I don't know, a bass or something. It was just so beautiful. And the way I took my day was every time I had to go to the ladies' room, that took me to another phase of my journey. That's how I, I took my day. So my first journey was sitting on that couch and just looking out and just seeing the most beautiful things and seeing the trees swaying and dancing. And it was really magical. Then I had to go to the ladies' room. And then I remember you follow, you were following me. I could hear your footsteps behind. I went over to, and, and the place was set up so, you had couches and mats where you could lay down with umbrellas and, you know, headsets for music. Everything was just wonderful. So the second phase of my trip is I went over by the property edge. I laid on a mat, put the music on, and I closed my eyes and I saw beautiful, beautiful kaleidoscope images. And I'd open my eyes and I'd see the beautiful trees dancing. And it was just so magical. And then I went to the ladies' room again, and I came back out, and then I got a, a massage from Josephina gave me a massage. And I remember laying there, and it just felt so amazing. I remember, like, moaning and groaning. It felt so good. And then I, after it was done, I looked, I looked up, and I saw you making these big, huge bubbles. And I was just laughing and laughing, and I could feel the, the love in you. And I remember saying to you, you're so beautiful. You're beautiful inside and out. I just felt such an immense love. And then I went back to the bathroom. And every time I went to the bathroom, because I went a lot, I was afraid to look in the mirror because I was afraid of what I'd see. I was afraid I'd see a monster and it would ruin my day. So after that massage, I went to the bathroom. I had that makeup on. I had makeup all over my face. And I looked at myself and I remember feeling such love for myself and being happy with who I saw in that mirror. Took all my makeup off. I took everything off. I felt like I took a mask off of my face. It was, and I remember trying to get dressed again, you know, and a lot of times when you're tripping, you can't figure out how to do things do things. I was trying to get dressed again. I was going to change and jump in the pool or something. I never did. But I just came out after that. And I felt, I felt free. And I felt like I was me. And that's what took me to my next phase. I went over by the meditation area and I put a mat out. There was a mat out. And that's where I just cried. Beautiful cleansing cry. I, I thought about my mother and her life, you know, living in Korea through the occupation and coming to this country and raising four daughters and all the things my mother had gone through. And I had been so angry at my mom growing up because she was, she was an angry woman and she was physically and mentally abusive to us girls. And I thought about all that, that she had been through and I, for, I forgave her and I forgave myself for not showing her love. She has dementia now, so I can't really tell her I'm sorry. And I thought about people that I had such resentment for, for certain things in my life, and I felt such love for them, and I, I saw them as the people that they are, and 
I cried about a lot of things over there. I think I was over there for a long time, but it just felt so cleansing. And I know Jessica finally came over at one point and she said, Debbie, she says, you don't have to figure it all out today. She said, I must have been over there for a long time, but it just felt so good to forgive, to feel love. And at the very end of all of it, the last person I cried for was myself. You know, I cried because, because I'm a good person and I forgave myself for being so critical about myself. And I found such self-love for myself. It was amazing. And finally, I finally quit crying. And the last part of my journey was walking over to the pool. And you guys had put out all those lovely snacks for us, you know, because it was, I guess, towards the end of our journey. And and I laid on a lounge chair by the pool and I was nibbling on my snacks. And the thunder started rolling in and the breeze started coming in and the rain was coming in. And it was just... So, so so symbolic to me that it was such a cleansing, a cleansing moment for that, the breeze and the thunder and, and then eventually the rain came and I, it was probably one of the most, it is the most moving experiences I've ever been through and I couldn't have asked for a better, better experience. Wow, Debbie, thank you so much. I just love your story. And I love how you started off talking about being in fancy clothes and having all your makeup on. And, you know, what a way to describe unmasking yourself and just really allowing yourself to go into authenticity. And I also really love how you started off with feeling empathy and love for all these people in your life. And I love your mere experience, feeling all that tremendous love and then finishing off the day with recognizing that you deserved it too. Like what a way to dig deep into compassion for yourself. And then the way you thought of the storm as a deep cleansing, I could feel myself there in your experience, the way you described it. It's just really, really gorgeous. I'm curious about how you felt at the end of the day. Did you feel really vulnerable or did you feel wiped out? What was going on as the day closed? I didn't feel vulnerable. I felt so at peace. I just felt so at peace. You know, I remember that night when we were all sitting around at dinner. I think it's one of the first times I felt so comfortable in my own skin that I didn't need to say anything. I didn't need to be anybody. I was just kind of there. And if there was silence around the table, it was okay. It wasn't awkward or, I don't know, it was just, I just felt so at peace with everything. It was a wonderful experience all the way around, even at the end of the day. And I felt such, you know, it was so nice to talk about experience with all my other participants during that day and remembering little things about how I could hear somebody laughing and laughing or someone would say, someone said to me, I, I saw your little red toes bebopping to the music. And it was just kind of fun to hear how everybody and everybody had a different experience. It was Quite interesting to hear that. Now, what about the mini dose? Did anything happen for you on that day? I was feeling sick. I don't know if you remember, but I was feeling sick that day. I remember feeling homesick and just not feeling good. So you were really ready to be on your way home to live the refreshing new way that you felt just right after the macro dose. Absolutely. We would love to have you again. And so I have to know, how is it coming home? 
And how are you able to carry that self-love and compassion uh, with you? Well, you know, it's interesting because by the time I was leaving there, I, you know, wasn't feeling well. And this is unlike me, but I booked myself a first-class ticket back because I wanted my own space. I gave myself that little TLC. And the other interesting thing was I got dropped off at the airport because I had ended up going to a museum and some other things. And I left my passport in the taxi and he took off. And he had asked me if I wanted his card and I said no. So here I am at the airport with my passport in a taxi with no way to contact the man. And this was a good example. The old Debbie would have just crumbled and cried and whatever. And this Debbie said, okay, I got in the taxi at a hotel. I called the hotel. Anyway, make a long story short, I thought clearly they contacted the taxi driver. He was back within five minutes and I had my passport back. But getting home, the interesting thing about coming home is as soon as I got home, I quit my job before I came on this trip, which scared the crap out of me. I started my own business, which was something I've always wanted to do. And the moment I got back, I got three, new, four new clients. So I literally walked in the door to my house. And the next day I had to get up and juggle four new clients. And my business has boomed since I've gotten home almost too much. I'm really overwhelmed right now with new clients. So that happened. But the other thing that happened to me was the old Debbie would have called everybody and told them all about the things I've done or whatever to show that I'm happy kind of thing. And this Debbie... I didn't call anybody. I didn't tell anyone about it for two weeks. I wanted it to be my experience. And it wasn't even that. It wasn't, I didn't feel a need. I just came home and felt so content. And one big thing I noticed since coming home is the old Debbie always heard voices in her head. You know, if I'd meet somebody new somewhere, I'd hear my voice in my head thinking, oh, do they like me or this or that. That voice has literally disappeared. It's opened myself up to really listen to other people, to really have deep conversations with people and not feel judged or judging myself or anything. That is the biggest thing. I feel so comfortable around people. My mother was very much into this fake happy because she wasn't happy that I learned fake happy. And I'm not fake happy anymore. I'm different now. So that's kind of what my life has been like. Now there's a part of me that's still trying to figure me out because I'm a different person now. And, you know, do I want certain people still in my life or how do I want them in my life? And so that's kind of been a little bit of what's been going on, but it's all good. I feel like I'm a different person in a way or me. I feel like I'm me, the real me. And what do I want now? And that's what I'm going through now is self-discovery. Well, that's amazing. I love that. I love how you went full circle and you were talking about that inner critic and how that inner critic really released. And I know that um, having a psychedelic experience is a small part of a, of a wheelhouse of change. And you had done transformation, like quitting your job and doing your own business. And I'm so happy for you that you're successful. I'm curious if you can share some of the other things that you're doing that are kind of helping you continue to cultivate this more authentic you. What are the things that you love doing? Well, because of my business, I haven't had time really. But one of the things I'm doing is I'm learning Mexican embroidery. 
I love Mexican embroidery. In fact, I bought a beautiful pillow while I was in uh, Mexico at a museum gift shop. Before I even went on this trip, I knew a lady in town here who did a Mexican embroidery that is stunning. So she's teaching me to do Mexican embroidery. That is one thing I really want to do. The other thing I've always loved to do is always been my love and what I've always wanted to be was a dancer. But I was always very critical of myself dancing even because I wasn't perfect. So as soon as I have time, I'm going to start dancing again. I want to take salsa again and I want to take swing dancing. So those are the things I plan on doing. And then just I plan on traveling. I always feel guilty vacationing because my mother put it in our heads that we had to work, 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 work. And so I just plan on traveling and spending my money doing those kind of things that I didn't always allow myself to do before. I think when you do the thing in life that you're supposed to do, I think a higher power brings things to you. And I work in an industry where I help seniors and I fell into this career 10 years ago and I'm doing it in a different way now in my own business way. And I can't tell you how much joy and fulfillment it brings me to do what I'm doing right now. Oh, well, amazing. I'm so grateful for you to share your story of rediscovery. And do you have any suggestions for people out there that may be feeling the same way? I mean, you did a lot of work with your story and doing the TMS and then knowing you needed something else and then stacking on that macrodose experience. But For anybody else out there who's looking for something that they think they need just a little bit more to uncover that authentic self, do you have any suggestions for doing that? I've suffered from depression all my life. And I just think that for anyone else who's suffering from depression to do a psilocybin retreat. You know, I remember when I was going through that little crying area of my day. I mean, I had it in my head. I was going to bring everybody I knew here. I had this image of bringing everyone. I was calculating, I'm going to take this much money out of the bank. I'm going to fly them all out there because of how it made me feel and how it released me. I realized towards the end that everybody has to take the initiative themselves to do this for themselves. It's a life changer. I'll be 64 this year. And I can you imagine suffering... Well, there's a lot of people out there who suffered from depression all these years. And at my age now, to be able to feel free, it's just, it's a miracle. And I just can't tell you how thankful I am for everyone on your team that made my experience from the chef, from everybody there, just, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. It was so magical so magical for me. And I just thank you all for changing my life, for really changing people's lives. You make a huge difference. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Debbie. I just appreciate your story so much. And I just wish you so many blessings and light and creativity as you continue to walk this path and make time for yourself and create this joyful next stage of your life with freedom without having to be under that cloud. And And you just did a great job of telling your story. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on EleusiniaRetreat.com. 
We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start. EleuseniaRetreat.com.